The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Mighty Joe Morin here back with another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, a special episode of Turnbuckle Talk, an interview episode. Of course, uh, Turnbuckle Talk is brought to us by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you can go and get 10% off using promo code JKPODCAST. You can get 10% off not just one shirt or a hat, wherever you get to go crazy on that, and you get 10% off your entire order, so make sure and check them out. But today, I have a very special returning guest. It's been a while since I've talked to Mr. Franco Verga, who is uh, currently doing stuff with Title Match Network. He has spent nearly a decade in the professional wrestling business of course the biggest wrestler ever welcome back mr franco verga it's been a long time brother it's Uh, good to see you again it's always you know it's always the the best intros uh from from joe so appreciate it joe man almost a decade right professional wrestling yeah that's uh that's rough (laughs) (laughs) but i've had fun so far it's uh, every day and it's been fun so yeah it's been a heck of a career so far for me and since the last time we talked, I believe would have been the tail end of 2019. The world has become a very different place, my friend. And what have you done? Yeah. I mean, uh, there was a good portion of time where I imagine you were doing some wrestling. I mean, were you watching television, movies, training? Are you are you uh, a, are you a gamer at all? Have, have you, what have you been doing with your time? So you know, when I spoke to you, I was really at at the height of event wrestling. You know, 2019 was like a big year for me. Um, I did a lot for like with Impact Wrestling. I did a lot of that stuff. I had a lot of tours booked. Um, that was booked again for the UK. A tour there. Um, go back to Japan. All this. So all those things got canceled and, and pushed back to this year, uh, and still haven't you know you know happened because of the um, the situation still hasn't changed. But no, uh, I became you know I've always had this list with my wife of like yeah I'd I do um I do these things around the house if I had time. And then we got locked down, and um, I all of a sudden had time. So I finally got to the list, and I finally did it. And uh, every day I was just telling myself, like, I, I need to stop making these promises. You know? <laughs> I'm sure every every husband, uh, boyfriend, or whatever goes through it. So, so uh, yeah, just uh, super awesome. The house was amazing. And uh, she turned around, and she's like, we're going to sell it now. And, I, you know, I, after kicking and screaming and fighting and all that, I, I made that post, and I know everybody saw it. And, um, yeah, you know, it's, so we sold it and so that was my, my pandemic was, um, a lot of kicking and screaming, a lot of, uh, a lot of drywalling and random stuff around the house that I said I was going to do. Um, and then there was like some rumors that I was uh, moving to Florida. It's not true, but, um, but yeah, so I'm finally about to move into my new home and, uh, excited, excited for that. But, uh, but the pandemic was weird. It was very weird for me. I did a little bit of voice acting. But for the most part, um, just working out, kind of, um, you know, really trying to stay off social media as much as I could because it was a really ugly time yeah. uh, for here in America, you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, I kind of just tried to stay in touch with the people around the world that I knew that I wanted to stay in touch with, especially the guys in the UK and stuff. So um, it was just a tough time for everyone. So, um, but yeah, just, I, I that was another thing the pandemic gave me was a uh, time to finally call people back and have those conversations that, uh, you know, just people 
we lost a lot of good people. Um, you know, it, was, it hit me kind of tough when uh, I missed a call from Animal, and I, I returned it. And I said, "Hey, um, can I call you Monday when, um, when I get home?" I was on the road for you know a few indie shows. Yeah, and it, he wanted he wanted to book me for one of his things that he was doing in Qatar, and then uh, next thing on, I, I he, you know he passed away. So that one kind of hit me like I need to start calling people back, and I need to start making time. So. That was that was and definitely then, yeah. a yeah that was definitely a big one you know and we had Brody Lee and just you know yeah, it, it, dude it's been a tough time for her in the pandemic I mean just it, it's like even just for for myself you know it, it's made things a lot more difficult you know podcasting you know yeah. eats up a good portion of my time but you know I still need to to work a day job and that has been pretty crazy you know a lot of wrestlers that I've known or the, that, that I still know you know a lot of them have had to to take on day jobs just to kind of make ends meet uh, throughout this you know just not being able to wrestle. Yeah, no. Fortunately, I didn't. I didn't have to do that, but I definitely reached out to a lot of my buddies that that had to go back to the the whole um, you know regular life kind of lifestyle. So, yeah, I feel for a lot of them, but um, but yeah, a lot of the regular people. I finally had time to uh, go through my long list of uh, things on my net Netflix list. Uh, it feels like I'll never get through the list, especially with my wife adding stuff. And then, um, you know, just uh, there were so many apps that I felt like came out. There's Disney Plus and all this other nonsense. And, and then we even got antsy and went to Disney during mm. the pandemic. Wow. Um, and it was like, it's like a ghost town. So it was kind of like a bittersweet situation where it's like, there's no lines, but there's also, it, it felt a little creepy, you know? So um, I got apocalyptic, if anything. But for sure. Yeah. I, uh, I just try to stay mentally. I uh, just try to, you know, tell myself that everything's going to be, you know, it's just the shoe, the next shoe is going to drop, you know, the, the other foot's going to, you know, but it never felt like it did. Uh, and then finally things started opening up and the phone started ringing and, um, and I got busy, a lot busy than I, than I thought I was going to be in 2020. I actually thought, yeah, I'm probably not going to wrestle this year, so it's okay, I'll just get yeah. it next year. And I did a ton of wrestling in 2020, so... Um, you know, I kind of had to stop and think to myself, like, okay, I need to appreciate this because I know a lot of guys never got the call that year or this year, yeah. either, you know, so, yeah. Well, you had mentioned briefly Netflix and stuff like that. I mean, uh, what's what have you been watching? Because I know, like you said, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, a lot of these Apple TV+, Plus, a lot of these things have been kind of emerging uh, and becoming popular during the yeah. pandemic. What, what has Franco Verga been watching lately? So what I've been watching, you know, super recently, I actually just got done watching WandaVision, which is like mm. another craze. Um, yep. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I watched like, man, I just kind of fell into uh, a lot of the new, you know, anything Disney that, that remakes the Mandalorian, things yeah. like that. I was, I was really like into those things. Um, I went back and watched a few things. And then uh, the big thing around my house was Friends. It's always on. So it's one of those things where I think... Uh, Forcibly, I've probably watched like ten, the, all ten seasons ten times. So, um, not by choice, but it is what it is. And then, um, <laughs> and then, uh, man, I think there's been, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I want to see come back, but a lot of the Marvel slash Disney stuff is it's it's, it's I'm, I'm super into it because they're doing such a great job. I know yeah. a lot of people fight them on it, but uh, I think they did a hell of a job with the Mandalorian and and everything else that they're doing. So yeah, I was hooked on that, and then. Um, not too much video gaming for me. I'm uh, I'm a big Xbox guy. Nice. But, you know, around Christmas time, I 
I um, I don't know if you ever watched the the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he's trying to find a toy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, Last Action Hero. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, that's how I felt like when I was trying to find my son a, uh, a PS5. Uh, and I finally yeah, like got everybody else. Yeah. Time. I actually got one in the nick nice. of time and I, could, I just could not. Yeah. Um, I just could not believe it. You know, I was just, um, it was just insane. So, um, but, but yeah, it's still to this day, it's still super scarce. So I'm not gaming too much. Um, I'll probably pick it up here in a few, a few months, you know, when things, things start coming out for the PS5 and the Xbox one series X or whatever. It's a, it's a mouthful. So, you know, I think they should just call it something else. Why box? <laughs> for but, sure, man. You know? Well, like yeah, it, no, I haven't been dabbling too much in the games. Yeah, for sure. You know, we, with with myself, it's it's been kind of the same thing where, you know, I get to play as often as I can, you know, but where work is busy doing, of course, doing this uh, has been busy. You know, I do stuff with uh, other networks and stuff now. So it's a, uh, but it, it's a good problem to have to, to be busy doing this stuff. But, uh, you know, it, the one thing that uh, we talked about the last time, you know, of course, I met you up here in Canada on a CWE tour. Uh, do you still keep in touch with Danny? Um, yeah, yeah. Danny and, well, not as much, but uh, definitely AJ. Mm-hmm. Um, he's awesome. Sure, that guy. AJ, that's, that guy's awesome. Yeah, that's my guy. I love that guy. He's awesome. And I think he should be on TV on multiple planets, yeah. let alone, you know, this one. So, yeah, yeah he's, um, he's, he's very, very nice guy and uh, definitely deserving of a lot more so um but yeah keep in touch with with him a lot yeah he's a good guy because you know like we'd mentioned you know the biggest wrestler ever you know that line came from that tour working with uh, ron simmons i just just brief you on that I, I, I can't remember if we talked about this last time that uh, that i had you but i mean what was it just being under the learning tree with, with ron simmons i mean uh, uh it had yeah. to be uh oh, yeah. pretty special for you it was, you know, and uh, and I tell him this all the time. So it was thirty days with Ron, um, oh. every day, learn something new every day. But uh, maybe ten days in, I was just like, "Hey, uh, could you not say damn anymore? Because it's kind of, right. it's kind of damn annoying." Uh, <laughs> but, but no, he. Uh, I, I just thought it was awesome when you know he would. You could kind of see the, the. He's a prankster. He's uh, he does a lot of you know plays a lot of ribs. So, um, especially the, the nice, it would be really, um, big crowds. He just kind of bring the crowds and be like, Hey, have you guys met Frank O'Barg? And he knows, he knows I'm trying to leave or do something else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, you know, trying to get a break or trying to get some food or something. And he'd bring all these fans over and, and then, um, and then he'd just float off, float on by, walk, walk away and, and leave me with it. So, um, and I think it was his way of showing me that fans always come first. And that was a lesson that I learned from him, but the uh, the gimmick, yeah, he actually helped me a lot with that. Um, just because he told me, you know, it took him thirty years to figure out that all he had to say was "damn" right. to get really over, and uh, he did a lot to his body, you know, throughout yep. those thirty years that that he regrets that, you know, especially because he's just he just says the one word and that's what he gets paid for now. So I feel the same way now. I think, um, man, I just did a, a show Saturday and I literally just did the entire match uh, just to kind of you know, make myself laugh. And, uh, <laughs> once I hit the catchphrase, it was all about the catchphrase. So I think it's, it's slowly working for me in, in the sense of like, I can just kind of do those things and then, um, and then hit the biggest wrestler ever catchphrase. And that's what, you know, they go for, but it's, it's always a great feeling to hear, you know, 200, some people, 300, some people say it all with you at the same time. Um, 
So it doesn't matter whatever, you know, whatever's going on in their lives. They might hate the guy across the, the road or whatever. <laughs> yeah. They're always... So, so it's all, you know, they might uh, not like the person across the aisle. They might have all sorts of drama in their life and all that. But whenever I put those hands up and I say the biggest wrestler ever and they say it with me, um, it's just one of those things that it's a special. That's what pro wrestling is. It's, a, it's, a, it's an escape from actual day-to-day life. And um, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. And for us as fans too, it's uh, definitely you know the same thing. You know, I mentioned uh, with him. I mean, the one the one word, damn. I mean, you know, I've always you know in over 200 plus episodes or whatever that I've been doing this podcast for, you know, I've always been a big proponent for less is more. You know, I see so many younger wrestlers, you know, just feeling that they have to, I mean, do everything yeah, in every like, single match to, you know, to, to, to get yourself like over watching AEW. You know, well, not, not as much as uh, I thought I would have been, but, uh, it just been just, yeah. there's so much. And I've always said, you know what, less can always be more. Yeah. Nothing against them. It's just, um, yeah, less can definitely always be more. I'm a, I'm a, uh, huge believer in that. Absolutely. Um, you know, you don't have to do every move you ever learned every time. You know, it's just um, doesn't doesn't compute to the average person um, yeah. who isn't training to be a wrestler and all that. So you have to be able to. And I, that's why I tell people like, are you going to be able to remind this guy of the boss or the person that he hates at work by doing a bunch of flips and stuff? No. So that's kind of what you want to to do. And it's kind of how do you how do you how do you relate in a way that translates every time to everyone? Right. So the flip, the stuff you can do all the cool flips and stuff, as long as you can relate. And, uh, and uh, sometimes it's kind of lost. So another thing that you got to do, uh, I believe since the last time that I talked to you is, I mean, you've done a lot of international traveling, uh, Franco, and, uh, that's must've been absolutely incredible. I think one of the, my favorite places that you've had a chance to go to. And uh, what I think is it potentially, I mean, Right now, obviously not so much, but uh, um, has a great potential to be a real hotbed of professional wrestling is in Australia. Now, you spent some time over there. I mean, j- just, uh, I mean, outside of just, I mean, visiting and, and spending some time there. Uh, just tell us about your, your time in Australia and, uh, the, I mean, just the incredible talents that they have over there. Yeah, it was a two-week tour. Um, it, was, it was wrestling every night for two weeks. It was super fun. Um, and it was one of those things where, especially the first night, the first night and the a couple shows in between it that were the huge shows and i had to like uh kind of pinch myself because the, <laughs> the meet and greet was you know just me and um the line was kind of long and i was like there's no way all these people are here for me and then uh yeah no they were. so it was um it was one of those things where i like still took my time with everybody and kind of you know gave them the, the experience that they're paying for and all that but i was like wow like you see these kinds of things for like jerry the king lawler or you know all these big big old school names yeah um but but for it to happen to me like the australian fans really really dig me so it's one of my favorite places to to wrestle but um yeah very rowdy rowdy crowds Uh, i talked a bunch of crap before um (laughs) i got on the plane which was 16 hours um crazy right from from yeah 16 that that's just from la so it's a from my uh, airport, it was six hours to LA, and then six hours, sixteen hours to uh, from LA to uh, to Australia to Sydney. But uh, I was talking to crap for weeks, talking about I was going to do the, the kangaroo boxing, and then I saw the uh, the kangaroo, and that dude was jacked. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, I chickened out, and uh, I just went to the to the petting area and just did a bunch of petting, and then I got to hold a uh, baby koala, and I almost died. Uh, those things, are, they're, they're, their hands are super sharp. Oh yeah. 
So um, uh, they didn't warn me at all. They just kind of, hey, you want to hold them? Sure. And they're <laughs> like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, this thing can kill you. So, <laughs> yeah. but no, it was it was fun. They have um, they have a lot of the same things we have here in, in the States, but they're all, they're they're called different things. Yeah. Like McDonald's is Mac is, yeah. um, so things like that. So I was just like super intrigued with, with I, you know, uh, people always ask me, like, man, you've been so many places, you've wrestled so many places. Uh, what do you do? Um, like what's, what's different? Like, what do you do? Do you have anything that you do consistent everywhere? Like, is there a place you have to go? Yeah. McDonald's. <laughs> I know it's not like the, everybody eats at like McDonald's. Come on. Yeah. 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 Well, it's not the most glamorous thing. And I don't eat McDonald's much when I'm here. Cause I ain't whatever. Like, so I'm over it. But when I go to a new country, I have to see what's different at the McDonald's. So it's like a weird thing, but I have to, it's like, there's always that seemingly, I don't do it. There's always seemingly like that McDonald's denial from everybody. Oh, I don't eat at McDonald's. I mean, dude, I mean, they used to say how many billions upon billions of hamburgers sold every day. I mean, come on, everybody eats at McDonald's. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have eaten at McDonald's, <laughs> but, uh, I, since uh, maybe the last year I haven't now, a year and a half, maybe probably haven't. No, 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 for sure. But but if I'm overseas, I'm definitely trying to stop it in McDonald's. <laughs> oh man, just and the thing too is uh, down in that area. It, it was a uh, well, you remember uh, Tony Casina from when you were uh, in, in CWE, and uh, yeah. we had an interview with him, and I mean, it was so tricky. And I mean, I, I've tried to talk to some other towns in Australia, but the, the time zone difference is it's almost like a, I think it's almost a day and a half difference from where I'm at. So just it's so hard to talk to these guys. And it's a shame because like I said, I mean that there's just so much fantastic talent um, in Australia and coming out of Australia. I mean, in almost every major promotion that there's Australian talent uh, currently yeah. working. So, I mean, it, it's man, I mean, they got some, uh, I don't know what it is with Australia, but damn, there's some good wrestling down there. No, top top guys are coming out of Australia. There's um, it's a lot of guys that wrestle one of the the best like heavyweights um, in the world, you know, and uh, and he's coming out of Australia. So the UK, Australia, and America definitely uh, heavyweight wrestling is, uh, and of course there's some awesome guys in Japan too. So, so yeah, yeah. Now one one thing that I still see, you know, you had mentioned when it comes to social media and stuff like that, you try and avoid it for, for the most part. And um, it can be tough. And one thing that I do still see a lot on, I don't know if you uh, pay attention to this too much, but I still see a lot of this backyard wrestling and people doing stupid, silly stunts and wrestling with little to no training. Yeah. What do you say to people like that, man? What do you say? You know, it's okay to have a dream, um, but it is also... You know, you have to remember that there's a lot of people before you and a lot of people after you that are going to want to do this for a living. So if you don't respect it, that's fine. Um, yeah. You know, do it with your friends in the, in the backyard. That's fine. That's totally okay. I'm not going to hate you for it, but don't don't put it out there publicly to be seen. That's when it becomes a problem. Um, so you're not a professional wrestler. You're just a guy with the ring in your backyard. And yep. It's okay. That's fine. Do your thing. But don't call yourself a professional wrestler. Don't call it a professional wrestling event. There's nothing professional about it. So um, it's okay. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna walk into a hairstylist place and say, hey, this is, uh, this is how I like my haircut, and this is, hey, I'm just gonna do it myself with no training, and um, right. just sit down and start cutting hair. It's just, I can't be taken seriously. It, I can cut hair. I've seen guys cut hair in the dorms or wherever they're at. And, amateur wise sure but they're <laughs> they're not they're not gonna no. get a you know a license no right 
So don't call yourself a professional wrestler or a professional wrestling event. Um, if there's, you know, you're just goofing off. It's okay to goof off. Go get a trampoline. Do everything you've seen on TV uh, as safe as possible, I hope. If not, if there's a reason why they tell you not to do it. <laughs> But, uh, well, you know that, that's one of my but, but main concerns. That's what I'm. It's just labels. Labels yeah. are a big thing in in the society now. That's one of my main concerns. You know, I don't want to mention his name because I don't want to give him any publicity. And you may already know who I'm talking about because he always starts off with, "Hey, you know, don't try this at home." Meanwhile. <laughs> you're doing exactly that. And that's one of my main issues that you're doing the stuff and then you're, and it's tied into the wrestling is like he had said, you know, the, the lack of respect, that's the big thing that, that bugs me from being 30 plus years of following the professional wrestling business. I have a tremendous amount of res- respect for, you know, all of those who, you know, either wrestle in a ring or set up the ring and do shows. And when I see stuff like that, I mean, it, drives me crazy i mean if you want to be a professional wrestler go and get legitimately trained like in the united states for example i mean you have ohio valley wrestling you can literally go essentially get a degree and learning how to professionally wrestle you can go and do it if you really want to do so yeah if you paid attention to the product you know i was there so yeah obw is one of those places that uh yeah i have a ton of respect for um they just went through some changes here recently so it's yep. it's one of those things where like it just got bought and everybody's kind of waiting to see what the, the changes are, and um, it's you know I recently got this did an interview about about OVW and like why I'm I'm not there right now is it's the same reason why I'm not with uh, with WWE any anything right now is just uh, I don't want to do the contract stuff right now I uh, yep just because it everyone requires you to move somewhere. For some reason, right now, and I understand the reasoning. It's just you—you you want your talent to be near the studio where you you film the most. Yeah. And I just um, I enjoy my freedom right now too much to do to make any moves, make any changes. So, um, but OBW is one of those places. There's so many really good schools that it just yeah, it's okay to get pissed off at these guys who don't get trained and don't take it seriously enough because yeah they have a lot of really good options and a lot of not so great options but there's still options out there to get trained um there's no excuse if this is this is your dream great um but uh don't don't disrespect the business because then we have a problem so and, and, and we run into the injuries as well, too, because, I mean, a lot of these videos that I see, you know, typically you'll see it's just something kind of stupid and ha, 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 you know, we cut away. But then you see the, the odd one where, you know, we see some injuries and sometimes some really, really bad looking injuries. I'm like, it just, it, 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 it's so unfortunate because, like I said, you know, if, if you really want to to get involved in this business and really embrace what it's all about, you, there are so many great avenues and so many great people to learn from. I mean, some of them, you know, we've lost recently uh, to, to learn from. I mean, still, I mean, it just, yeah. it, it's, that's my biggest thing is just seeing people want to be wrestler and then getting seriously hurt doing it. That That's just, it's, I hate to see it. Yeah. I think uh, there was, there was a one pretty crazy video over the, um, I think it was <clears> 2020 still where um, it's just a ring in a backyard and you can tell the ring isn't leveled. Mm-hmm. And it was just a recipe for disaster. And uh, he got up on the second rope in super tight, skinny jeans and jumped down and broke both his legs. I saw that in one. one Oof. swift motion. Yeah. Oof. And that's kind of like, uh, unfortunately for him, sucks. Um, I, uh, I, you know, I've had an ankle injury before, so I, I understand like sitting on the couch and crawling around the house and stuff. It sucks, but hopefully it's a lesson learned for that person and also a, a cautionary tale for a lot of other people you know 
maybe I should because that would that whole thing would have been avoided if he went to wrestling school and took it a little bit more serious than just goofing off with friends and the worst part is like i said don't put it out there publicly you can go ahead and do that like that we would have never saw that video if it wasn't on video like stuff stuff like that doesn't need to be on video you don't need to um go facebook live no for your nine followers and then it turns into a whole bunch of other trash like it's just have fun it's okay to have fun with bobby joey give yourself a bunch of weird names and uh go out there and paint your face and go in your backyard and do all that stuff that's fine that's fine don't label it don't try to pretend don't try to like once you try to mimic the label and the guys that are really putting the work to make a living at it that's when we have a problem and that's when uh you know it's like spitting in the face of all the guys who put in hours and hours and hours and miles and miles and miles of, of hard work in so yeah uh, speaking of hard working i mean we're into 2021 now what uh, you know things are starting to slowly you know i know things are a little bit different there than here here we're, we're, we've just recently just kind of started to you know let some people back into stores and where i'm in southern ontario and canada but um what are your plans for for 2021 i imagine mainly going to be pretty localizing in the united states right well, yeah, 2021 is uh, is going to be kind of this another year where we're just holding our breath to see what happens. But um, but yeah, I've had a couple tours already canceled, one in the UK, and um, I'm not really holding my breath for the, the the Japanese tour in July. But I'm hoping. But you know, just we got to be a little realistic. So, um, but yeah, uh, things in North Carolina, you know, North Carolina, Florida, um, Georgia. I, you know, I have a lot of things coming up um, in in uh missouri you know st louis things like that they're they're um they're all opening back up and there's a lot of a lot of things happening and my phone's ringing a lot for those for those <laughs> places but yeah. anything above uh north carolina is basically shut down so um oh and, and maine i guess maine is the oddball up north for that uh maybe that's basically canada right so yep. um, very very close so to canada yeah, maine yeah. is the only other one that yeah i mean we we don't some of us don't even claim Maine anymore. You guys can have them, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's too, it's too damn cold. Uh, but yep. but no, I think Maine is definitely opening back up. So we'll be up in Maine in April. Um, nice. So it's just yeah, as as they as they open up, we we slowly you know um, start seeing things pop up. So yeah, I'll be as available as I was, um, or not as available, but I'll be um, as busy as I was. Hopefully in 2018 and 19. Um, in 21 and leading into 22. Nice. Uh, I mentioned at the top of the show, you know, we've had, uh, you know, with the time off, time to watch TV and movies uh, to kind of bring back to wrestling or during the time. Have you been watching much professional wrestling with your time? You know, um, no, I, I, I've actually kind of taken a different approach though this, this year with, with watching wrestling. Um, I went, I went back and watched a lot of uh, specific people, just to re- rehash my studying. Um, mm-hmm. I did a lot of different, you know, styles of studying. And then if you see, if you follow indie wrestling, you know, all the guys always do like this top 10 list thing. Uh, at the beginning of the year, you'll see me on a lot of those lists. I mm-hmm. never make one. Uh, but I, pri- I privately finally made one this year. And um, it's not, uh, it's not anyone, you know, it's not anyone that's still wrestling. It's more of a list of like, I want to have a conversation with this person. So it's like, it's like yeah. a 10, 
10 person 10 people that i that i want to you know just in wrestling sit down and talk to and just kind of uh just talk to business now how we can make the business a lot more profitable in the future and things like that so yeah i'm almost halfway through that list thank god so, so yeah i'm uh as you can see i probably like super tired because i like never sleep and i'm always <laughs> working out you know just working out things and stuff so but uh but yeah so i set a goal and it's um it's yeah, halfway done so Nice. You want to mention any of the kind of the names that are on your short list? Uh, you know, if I mean, I guess like like Tito Santana. You know, mm. um, definitely wanted to to talk to him. He was um, he was one of the the top uh, you know hi- Hispanic baby faces of our era. Oh know, yeah, or ever really. So I just kind of like, hey, how did how do how do we move forward? Uh, how does someone who looks like you, me, basically? Um, make money doing this uh, without having to, you know, need WWE. That's my my mingle. Um, you know, guys like Court Court Bauer from Major League Wrestling, guys like that. You know, just um, you know what? How do we how do we do this? Um, that's kind of the the whole idea behind first time ever. You know, it's just like um, what can we what can I do to give fans something special? And that's kind of what I came up with. Was first time ever is a it's an event that will happen um quarterly and it's always going to be first time ever matchups you'll never see a uh a repeat there won't be any champions or feuds or any of that so it's always the super show style um events with first time ever matchups you've never seen them anywhere ever and um yeah first time ever so in in a nutshell so that was something that um that you know kind of came up over the time so yeah, I've been I've been busy. I've been uh, <laughs> you know, and then of course like the voice acting stuff. I I uh, definitely want to make more time now that I, uh, the house is all built up and I'm just gonna have my own little office and things again. I'm gonna actually be trying to dabble and do some more stuff. So yeah, that's another big project for me. You had mentioned one thing, you know, about the ability to be successful without uh, ending up at the big three letters. What would you say to uh, people that are kind of uh, aspiring in, in that direction? You know, feeling you know they they have to get to the WWE to be successful. Because that's definitely, dude, you're a prime example that you don't need uh, to get there to still have a lot of success. Thank you. Yeah, no, I um, I'm very proud of the fact that I didn't need um, WWE, and it's not you know, and I'll be honest, it wasn't out of necessity. Um, I didn't, I didn't put my foot down and say, I, you know, I wanted to be there. I did for a long, long time. Yeah. I, uh, I remember, I remember the day I, I had to say no. And, um, I, I, I went in my car and cried and I was very upset, but and I'll never forget that day. But, um, uh, it just doesn't work out for the things that I want to do. I want to go overseas whenever I want. I want to do tours whenever I want. I want to take certain bookings and work with certain guys and, do certain podcasts whenever I want and you can't do that and be there. So I know, I know more than a handful of guys that are there and they envy me and I should be envying them, you know? So it's weird. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like maybe I made a decent choice. So, um, I, I always felt like maybe eventually I'll need to go there. But with the power of the internet and, uh, just, just everything we have, you know, I don't think, I don't think you need them anymore. It's not like it's, it's not like the old days of they're the only game in town as far as TV, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, hell, you know, the, 
Facebook is TV for a lot of places yep. and a lot of fans, a lot of fans, if they don't see it on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, it's not real. So, um, <laughs> and that's kind of where I, where Franco Varga lives is online, you know? So I have, uh, God, I, I, you know, how many people would come up to me random, super random and say, Hey man, uh, I love the, uh, it was me baby stuff. And like, Oh, you know, it's just, uh, another side version of the character. And it's um, only online, only exists online. It's not even like a TV thing. It's not, not only exists online. And, uh, oh, man, I, I got to get a picture, send it to my friend. I can't believe I met the It Was Me Baby guy. And I'm like, <laughs> this is, you understand that this is me pretending to poop in toilets and not clean it. And, and that's the thing now. And I'm like, well, okay, here's your picture. You know, but it's, <laughs> awesome. it's, the, it's the dumb things that like that kind of stuff would never be okay with WWE. It would never be no. okay. I'd probably be in trouble all the time. Uh, you, you had to make another post. You had to, huh? you know, so things like that. So I just, <laughs> I wouldn't see myself enjoying myself and, um, and then it just wasn't the right fit, you know, for my family and stuff. Like if I was a single 21 year old and, you know, um, brand new starting out and never had anything else never had any other opportunities to do anything else yes go to wwe absolutely please do yes absolutely i tell guys all the time that might be that might be a good spot for you but for me the way it worked out no it just uh just hasn't hasn't uh become an option just just the way things are in the end of the day, I mean, you have to love what you're doing, right? And that dictates the, yeah. the, uh, the choice that you make. Yeah, the day the day wrestling becomes like truly feels like a job and not just like a little annoying, but like truly feels like a job, I think I'm not going to do it anymore. For sure, man. Well, speaking of... But I will still do conventions. I will still sign stuff. So. I mean, dude, I mean, especially if the lineups are that long <laughs> as they are in Australia, I mean, uh, people obviously love you and they want to yeah. see you, so... Yeah, I definitely would uh would definitely do some conventions and stuff, but but uh yeah, wrestling if it if it just became like felt like I was clocking in and clocking out, I just couldn't do it. Well speak of people coming to see you before we wrap things up here, Franco. Uh coming up shortly, where can people go to watch you do your thing? Yeah, you know, um this Sunday, you know, the February twenty eighth, uh for the first time ever, Franco Varga takes on suicide from uh I mean Impact Wrestling, T N A, all those Jeez, all those different letters they went through over the years, right? Yeah. Uh, so the guy in the suit, uh, suicide. So I take on suicide live on the Title Match Network. So let's go to titlematchnetwork.com, um, buy it on pay-per-view, or if you miss it, buy it on demand. And it's it's live in North Carolina in Burlington. Awesome, awesome, super rowdy crowds normally. Same town that, uh, that has American Lucha Wrestling, another place where you can see me. Um, they're on Independent Wrestling TV. And then... Uh, you can see me at Titan Wrestling uh, pretty normally there since I'm the heavyweight champion there. Um, and they're, they're on the Cheap Pop Network. And, uh, and then, yeah, you'll see me sporadically, things like North Star Pro in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, I mean, gosh, I'm on the Independent Wrestling Expo number three, which is uh, in Dallas, Texas, which is always a big, big, big convention. Um, so I'm wrestling the Mysterious Q, a big, big t uh, Texas native uh Booker T guy, Booker T's first student. So nice. um, that's going to be a hell of a match. That's live on Fight TV, you know. So 
uh yeah just trying to stay busy of course uh follow me online that's where i live and uh making it super simple uh just go to francovarga.com takes you to all my uh, social medias if you can't do that, just go to at Franco Wrestles on anything. I even got TikTok. Oh, what a year. I even got a TikTok. Wow. Yeah. Even TikTok. So, what a year. <laughs> yeah. What a year. I even got one of those. So I, after after bashing it and not understanding it for a while and having my dad moment, what the heck is TikTok? I got one. So even follow me on there. Awesome, man. All right, dude. I mean, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And we'll be in touch sooner and later because uh, you're still one of my favorite people in wrestling to talk to. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely be doing this sooner than later. So uh, thanks again for your time, sir. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I'd like everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run.